0: Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. We are inspired by the words of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who said, Do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way, but do it. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode here of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. We have a great interview with Miss Sam Kelly. Before we get to Sam and all of her amazing things here, let me let you know about two things to remind you. One, we have a pilgrimage. That's right. It is pilgrimage time. I usually lead one every other year or so, and so we are leading a pilgrimage. We, as in myself and Father Michael O'Loughlin, who is one of the hosts of the popular Catholic podcast called Catholic Stuff You Should Know. He's a Byzantine Catholic priest, and he's, you know, my BFF. So he is coming along, and we are leading a pilgrimage to Italy in June of 2020. So, pack your bags or get some luggage at least and hold on to it and save your money. And you can find out all of that information of where we're going, all the sites that we're going to see on my website, leahdera.com. Go check that out. The pilgrimage is going to be super fun. It's amazing. We can talk a little bit more later, but I want to at least make sure that you know about it right now because if you're thinking about one, now would be a good time to think about it and save for it and sign up. All right, so that's the first one. The second one is that I want to remind you or maybe let you know if you haven't heard about this yet is that we have started a Patreon page for the do something beautiful podcast. We are truly in this together. Nobody does work all alone. And so I am asking for your support. And we we really do plain and simple. We need your financial support to keep the podcast going. And so that we can offer a better podcast. And what I mean by that is that we want to create more podcasts and offer video long form podcasts for special guests. So actually flying guests in and sitting down face to face and doing a video podcast so that we can go deeper and get more personal into to the content and really provide a better interview and a better experience for you. So that's what we really want to do with it. We obviously need to upgrade a lot of stuff and just continue to perform and put together an amazing, well thought out, well-produced podcast, and we need your support to do that. So you can go to patreon.com/slash Leadero to find out all the information. There are different tiers of support. So you can support and become a patron at a variety of different tiers. So there's like a two-dollar tier, and for the record, I named my tiers after characters from my favorite TV show The Office so you could support us at the Stanley Hudson tier or the Pam Beasley or if you want to do Kelly Kapoor or Jim Halpert if you do Jim you'll get the mug I made a very special Do Something Beautiful mug and it's beautiful it's be- seriously it is absolutely beautiful rightly so because it says the words do something beautiful on it but it's really beautiful. So every tier has got some fun little goodies that I will send you for being a patron at that tier. These are exclusive to my Patreon members. So for my patrons who support the podcast, depending on what tier that you choose to support at, you'll have some fun little things that I'll send you. So go ahead and check it out. Patreon.com/slash Really excited about this initiative because it brings in the podcast to where it's not just something I'm doing, but we are doing it together. We're doing it together to serve the kingdom. So go ahead and check that out. Patreon.com/slash Leadero. Links will be in the show notes. Now, on to our wonderful guest, Miss Samantha. Miss Samantha Kelly. She's the founder and current president of Fierce Athlete. So she played Division I soccer at the University of Connecticut. It's kind of kind of a big deal, people. And she's currently involved in, in competitive rowing right now, which is awesome. I would I could do that. I could do that. I could be the person. at the <laughs> I would be the person. I don't know what they call that person, but I'd be the person at the very top or the back, whatever you call it, of like the rowboat yelling at everybody. That's what I could do. I could do competitive rowing if I could do it without rowing. So anyways, the point is I, I can't. She can. She has spent the last six years, Samantha has, working for Catholic nonprofits and outreach for female athletes. It is beautiful what she's doing to pull together this integrated Catholic woman athlete. She graduated with a master's in Catholic psychology, and she's even currently pursuing her certification in theology of the body. Samantha is so—how she speaks about our identity as Catholic women really resonated with me. Her ability to understand and articulate these sometimes complex Viewpoints of theology of the body and and the feminine genius. She makes it crystal clear. I really enjoyed speaking with her and what she had to say about her journey and really being an athlete and how that. In some ways, because she didn't quite have that integrated faith it into her identity as an athlete, began to have like this disintegration. And so she talks about that, of what that meant and how her identity kind of became skewed because she put all the focus in on her body and being an athlete, and then how that kind of unfolded to where she is now. It's really, really beautiful. She fully believes that these teachings have the power to heal, and she's absolutely correct could not be more correct. I I loved it. She's an amazing woman and she, has, she really is doing something really, really beautiful for the world and for the Lord. I cannot wait for you to listen. Here is Miss Samantha Kelly. All right, my friends, welcome back to another fantastic episode here of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. Today, we're talking to Sam Kelly. Sam, I am so happy to have you. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm so pumped. Okay. You're talking about something that I love, 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 love on so many levels also because you have a very interesting perspective in femininity, theology of the body and that is because you are a former Division one soccer player.
1: Yeah, I played D1 soccer at the University of Connecticut and we were a top 25 team when I was playing there. so it was a lot of fun.
0: Awesome. Now have, were you have you grown up Catholic? Were you Catholic when you played sports? I mean I mean' were, like when you were playing you know at college, how did that work out?
1: Sure. Yeah, I grew up Catholic. Uh, My parents are very faithful. But I kind of viewed my faith as something that, you know, was on the checklist of what made me a good person. And going Mm -hmm. into college, I actually endured a 13 month knee injury. And that was kind of my breaking point up until that point. My identity had been, I'm an athlete. And when that was stripped, I really didn't know who I was. And so unfortunately, I turned to some, you know, unhealthy things. You know, the sports culture is can be very toxic. A lot of partying, a lot of bad things. And, you know, I turned to some of those things for a while and that left me really empty. And so eventually. Yeah. Through the grace of God, I met a missionary and that that missionary kind of guided me back towards my faith and the realization that my identity is not primarily as an athlete, but as a daughter of God. And that kind of projected me forward into then incorporating my faith into my sport.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's go back. Let's talk about this. This is happening all over the place. And it's I really don't hear it talked about probably enough. And I know, especially for women who are athletes. They're going through this all the time. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about sports culture. What is going on? How has it changed over the past 15, 20 years? I know you haven't been like in college that long when you're playing, but like, I'm sure as you were in it in high school and in college, there was probably a progression of things becoming, some things becoming more, the tolerance becoming, you know, higher in some areas for certain types of lifestyles. What Mm -hmm. is that like? What was, what, what is sports culture and what goes on within that? Yeah,
1: I mean, sport is a beautiful thing. It's it's something that's been given to us by the Lord, right? However, you know, it's become very twisted. I think sport historically was predominantly masculine. And so when women kind of came to the stage and this is kind of along the lines of what happened with feminism, you know, women look to men and look to be like men. And, you know, I think masked what it meant to be a woman and, you know, put on this persona of I have to be tough all the time. And there's definitely this play hard, party hard mentality that exists. I mean, as athletes, you are giving your full self the majority of the time and there's a lot of pressure put on you. You know, people are always watching you, whether that's fans or your coach or you know, just the pressures from your parents, whatever it is. And it's almost like this this bubble that that just bursts and lets out. And you know, athletes are acting out in other ways to seek love, whether that's drinking, whether that's entering into unhealthy relationships, either with men or with women, and you see kind of this confusion created that results in, yeah, in a lot of brokenness out there.
0: It seems like that especially within this realm of sports and athletics, it's, I mean, it's obviously performance-based. So athletes are good because they perform well. And so because of, I would imagine that because of that, that would kind of... Uh, bleed into the rest of your life thinking, well, if I'm not doing good on the field or on the court or whatever it is in my sport, then I'm not good at all. Like our worth can sometimes get tied up into that, into that performance based culture.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I find it's, it's either in two things. It's either in the performance or it's in the body, you know, and, and the performance comes out and well, am I getting playing time? Am I PRing? Am I meeting my coach's expectations or was he mad at me today? Am I liked by my teammates? You know, there's all of these things that are affecting women's sense of identity. And when those things crumble and or even just in a very natural way, you know, you say you do go on and reach the highest level and become a professional athlete at some point that has to end. And so, you know, women are really facing this this identity crisis, this who am I? Am I just my performance? Am I just my body? And it results, yeah, and unfortunately just a lot of unhealthy behaviors.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that would really end up bleeding into identity and knowing, Mm -hmm. you know, who you are. And a lot of times we even if we know it's not right, we will tie up that identity into who we are, into what we do. And so who we are is a checklist of, well, I do this and I do that and I do that. And I'm, I have this title behind my name or these initials after my name. And so that's ties up into identity and worth. And as you said, it can become skewed so, so quickly. Now, before we go on, cause I, there's going to be a lot of people who listen to this, who are not, who are not collegiate athletes. They weren't athletes and at just at all, they're still not an athlete. It's just not mm-hmm. their thing. So just in case that's the case, Sam, you had mentioned like a PR, what is PR? Personal record, personal records. Just in case you, sure. just in case you, you were like, "What does PR mean?" Is that like public relations? It's not. It's personal records. So you can hit a PR in, as a lot of athletes do. Like they're pushing themselves to that next spot to that next whatever it is. You lift weights or you have a PR like within whatever sport you're doing. Whatever that next one is. I've always found it funny that with PRs, my husband's in the army, so he works out often and. They will sometimes go into like, in terms of fitness, a CrossFit type of workout. And there's a lot of talk of PRs in that world at times. And I find it funny that we never talk about that PR within the spiritual life. Um, And how we would even probably quantify that, maybe. But it's interesting how, as you said, even within athletes, we have all of this attention on our body or the performance you're doing within that sport. And we tie that up into identity and worth. And we kind of neglect the spiritual side of ourselves, the fact that we have a soul. And that Mm -hmm. soul wants to speak and it wants to have a voice in our life. And so I guess for you, Sam, what I want to know is like... Okay. So we know a little bit about your background. You'd mentioned the injury that you had. How did this, how did all of this, how did your background as an athlete affect your understanding of femininity?
1: Sure, yeah. This was my like core wound. I, you know, I'm I'm six feet tall. I'm muscular. um, I've always been athletic and love sports. Love watching sports. Love playing sports. And I looked at myself and I compared myself to the culture, and I believed this lie for a long time that I wasn't feminine or I was less feminine than other women because of how I looked, because of what I liked, because of maybe just intensity that I had. And yeah, that led to a lot of wounds and discouragement and pain in my heart and in my life for many years.
0: So what did that look like? though? I mean, if you'd be willing to share, what was that pain and those wounds? I mean, without I don't want to, you know, bring up something that you don't want to. But what does that look like for people? Because I think that you're saying something that's resonating a lot with many women listening right now. And I I have a feeling that they're shaking their head, probably (laughs) tears are welling up in their eyes. And they're just like, come on, Sam, talk to me, talk to my heart. So what was that for you? In terms of the woundedness? How did that play out in your life? Yeah,
1: sure. Well, it was definitely this feeling of not being good enough. This feeling of being unseen, you know, for me, a lot of my life, I wasn't, I wasn't pursued by men, you know, because I, you know, for whatever reason, but I believed it was because, okay, you know, I'm six feet tall and, you know, people would say, well, you're kind of intimidating, I was like, oh, but I'm nice. Like I'm not intimidating. Like I just love sports, you know. And and so, yeah. Maybe some of that lack of attention from men, or just even the labels put on you. You know, I was I was called a lesbian at at a certain point. You know, there's a lot of projection in that realm as well. And so, yeah, it's just this maybe this discomfort with, or maybe like a war within myself because I I loved sport and I felt so alive doing it and I was really talented and good at it. But then I looked at my body and myself, and there is just this self-hate, this well, why am I different? What's wrong with me? that would kind of play in the back of my mind? you know and then and then it creates these if only I was. And this comes back to that, you know if we base our identity off of what we do, you know, if only I did this, I would be lovable. But when we look at how we look, then it becomes, well, if only I lost 10 pounds, I'd be lovable. If only I was a little shorter, I'd be lovable. If only I was less muscular, I'd be lovable. And so it creates this, I can never win mentality and this real lack of of self-acceptance for how I was created by the Lord.
0: Mm, And I can only imagine for an athlete where winning is also tied up into your identity. And if you can't win at that game, I mean... (laughs) That feels like you're just losing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that does not help our idea of femininity of how Christ has made each and every woman to be. I am Sam. Thank you so much for just going deeper into that. I, sure. I know that's that resonates with me in my own life at different levels too, and I know that that is also resonating with our, our ladies listening today. So this hurdle that you had to kind of get through. And you said that was that was due in part to the injury that you had. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that was more of the identity, who am I piece? But I think even after having an encounter with the Lord, it was many, many years before I would say I accepted who I was. I would say that I became integrated with a deeper understanding of, well, what does it mean to be truly feminine and how how am I already living that out? And that was definitely, and we could talk about that, but that was definitely through the teachings of the theology of the body and through, yeah, just really being raw with my own woundedness and bringing those lies I believed about myself to the Lord and then letting him be the one to speak into my identity and my femininity.
0: Amen. Yeah. Let's absolutely talk about that. So awesome. What is femininity? Let's, let's go into what you learned about that. I love the fact that you're bringing in theology of the body. It's such a beautiful teaching from Pope John Paul II. So yeah, let's just let, let's go at it. Let's talk about femininity, Sam, here.
1: Sure. Yeah. So on uh, a very basic level, the theology of the body is, is looking at what do our bodies reveal about God? And, you know, in our culture right now, there is this division between the body and soul, right? We can choose whatever gender we want to be. We can live out our masculinity and femininity, however we want. But the reality is, is that we are as human beings, we are body and soul. And those are so united, like y- you can't separate them. And so, you know, I believe this lie, like I'm not feminine, but by the fact that I was created a woman, I'm feminine. Now I can, I can accept that or I can reject it and how I live my life. But if we're believing the lie that we're not feminine, it's just not true because we've been created as women. And so I think it's, we have to be really careful with our language, especially in, in this day and age, but as we've been created like we we are feminine. Now, what does that mean? How do we live that out? Well, if we look at our bodies, like our bodies reveal something about our soul and our souls reveal something about our body. If we are body and soul, like it like it teaches. And so, as a woman, my body in the sexual act is receptive. This is what differs from men. I am receptive. And then I have this ability to literally harbor life within my womb and bear forth life into the world. And so when we look at femininity, on a, so that's on a very physical level, but on a soul level, it's the same thing. I am feminine when I am receptive, receptive to others, receptive to pain, receptive to suffering, and all of these things I've come to realize I live out every time I play a sport or work out and then we have this ability as women to bear forth life into the world and that that you know can be on a very physical level as a mother but it's also in a spiritual level it's in a level of of how we interact with others of how we do something beautiful and how we just give ourselves as a gift to the world
0: amen and it you know to add into that i love what you're saying this is so good to add into that it's it's both and, as the beauty of the Catholic Church, right? We use that phrase often. It's not either or, it's both and. And so, especially in that second piece you mentioned, you mentioned receptivity, and then you also mentioned harboring and bearing life. That's physical as, as well as spiritual, the spiritual sense in that. And so I think for some of us, we think that, well, that one aspect of femininity is divisive. So I'll either be a mother who will have kids or I'll be a religious who won't. Mm. And so that harboring and bearing life is for both because as we know, we know many women who are married and are suffering infertility issues. So then they're in that situation thinking, well, if I went this route and I'm not able to harbor life and and give life, Mm -hmm. then where's my femininity? right and so and then on the other side too i mean like it go and so just to reiterate that because that wound is so prevalent today about what we can add to this world and the beauty that we can add as women in our femininity to give life in so many different aspects, physical and spiritual too, that it is both. I just wanted to add that in there because I love what you're saying. And I know that there are some women who are in different stages of their life. Maybe you're single and you're like, well, if I can't have kids, can I, can I really like give life? You know, if I can't, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I, if I can't actually do this one act and, but you can, and you should, and it's your duty to. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Okay. So Sam, sorry to interrupt you. Keep on going. This is so great.
1: <laughs> well, what was kind of the, I guess the bridge for me then was this realization that every time I play my sport, I'm living out my femininity. Because if, if we take this concept and this reality of, of receptivity and bearing forth life, how is that exhibited in sport? I was in a. It, it's so funny when I work out. It's like I have these spiritual experiences. I mean, I don't know if it's like lack of oxygen or what, but <laughs> you know. But there, oftentimes when I work out, I, I really just enter into some meditation, some prayer, and you know, I was working out one day, and, and it kind of clicked that. Every time I work out, I'm, I'm being receptive. I'm being receptive to pain in a very physical level. And then within athletics, you know, we are receptive to our teammates. And that's something that's actually really interesting. And it, and it comes out in sports. So I'll use basketball for an example. If you look at how men play basketball versus how women play basketball, the gender difference is actually exhibited. Men are just a little bit more individualistic. They like to dunk the ball. They're a little bit more physical. And men, as as they are external, the height of their masculinity is sacrifice. And so there's this real desire within men's heart to, to sacrifice themselves to win. Now, with women, if you watch a basketball game, it's more team oriented. yeah. Yeah, And that's because women, we have this innate desire to be receptive to other, this innate ability to kind of perceive other. And not that there's not, of course, teamwork in men's basketball and, you know, this sense of working hard and sacrificing women's, but I think it reveals something very natural about us. And so, yeah, when, when we play sport, you know, we are receptive to our teammates. We have to put ourselves into positions of receptivity to receive the ball. If you're playing, you know, basketball, for example. But we also have to be receptive to our coaches' feedback, to the feedback of others, to what's going on. And so, you know, I kind of had this realization like, wow, I'm I'm living out this femininity, you know? And then this this concept of bearing life, this, I mean, God has blessed me with my athletic talent. It's a gift. And so... I can use this gift to, if you will, bear life into the world by by playing as hard as I can, by using this gift to the, to the best of my ability, but also on a very spiritual level by making a gift of myself to those around me. You know, I played soccer, but now I, I row. I row competitively. Um, I do crew. And it's this really beautiful opportunity. You know, I, I row with all of these women who come to find out, you know, are kind of fallen away Catholics. and every time we get in a boat, you know I can be encouraging them and I can be positive and I can be praying for them. And it's been really beautiful because I see how they start to ask questions. I see how they start to to come to me seeking advice. And ultimately that's just we're we're suffering together. I'm receptive to them, but then I also am, am intentional. I never have an agenda, but I'm intentional about making a gift of myself and and bearing forth life into what I'm doing.
0: Oh, I love this. Ah, oh, Same, you're saying so many things that resonate. I love it because for me in particular, I mean, I'm in a totally different stage of life than you. I'm not in a boat rowing with a group of women. I'm in my own boat with my children. Sure. <laughs> and, <I'm, laughs> and if we were in literally a boat, it would drown or one of, <laughs> be, because one of my kids would find a way to poke a hole in it. So, I'm in that, that's the boat I'm in. But what you're saying is resonating with me as a mom of four kids because I can see how I can do a better job and challenge myself to be more receptive and to be, you know, even more encouraging and more intentional in how I mother. I mean, because what you're saying is based in that beautiful, true definition of femininity and has been expounded upon so beautifully in the theology of the body. It relates to all of us. It relates to all women in every walk of life and in every stage of your life. And it's just, it's beautiful what you're saying right now because I know that regardless of people's background, either in sports or athletic or not, what you're saying, they're shaking their heads like, yep, yep, I get it. I see where I can do that. I find it interesting. Another thing that you've been talking about is when you were mentioning the difference between like men's basketball and women's basketball and how you can see it so clearly there. And you're right. I was like, when you were talking I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. It's exactly. I can think of a game right now. I'm being like, yes, I, I do recognize that. And this natural or even organic state that we go into, especially working in a team group, like on a sports team, where there's more teamwork and there's a little bit more encouraging going on and kind of looking out for who's the best to make the play, right? And then passing Mm -hmm. in a sense, like in the basketball game, like the ball to that person who's going to make the team better, maybe by, you know, getting a basket. So Mm -hmm. I love that. And I'm thinking now just about like, Teamwork and encouraging, Mm -hmm. these are things that generally come pretty natural for us women. And yet, on the flip side of that, when the devil gets in the details and tries to attack our femininity, what does he do? He Mm -hmm. has us women attack other women, he has us break down the teamwork break down the encouragement and then what do we do we we compete with one another for our worth and our identity and we Mm -hmm. tear down each other because we don't want to share or we think that someone else's light's too bright than ours and so we try to dim that Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I mean we are we are wrought with competition and I think competition in the in the wrong sense I think competition can be good but the competition that we live will live out is well, if you're getting ahead, I need to tear you down so I can get ahead, right? Or this—it's yep. wrought with comparison and control. But true competition, if you look at it, is we're going to make each other better. And this is in the physical, right, in athletics, but this can be in the emotional life. This can be in the spiritual life, and it should be. You know, we we're talking about PRs, personal records, right, with physical life, but but you've been mentioned kind of the spiritual, life. we should always be journeying forward. You know, I don't remember who said it, maybe, you know, but it's like, if we're not moving forward in the spiritual life, we're actually moving backwards. Like if we're just standing still, we're actually moving backwards. And, you know, we need each other as women. Right. And all levels. And there's this sense that the competition can actually be good because it's, hey, if, if I push you to get better, then you're going to push me to get better. And I think that that's a really good thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so you've done something really amazing. I love this. And when I found out about it, I was like, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is what you're doing with this new organization and group that you've created called Fierce Athlete. Let's go there. Let's talk about number one. Um, Tell me why you did that, like what was behind you throwing yourself out there, putting your name on something and what you're doing with it. And then let's talk about what Fierce is.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So after college and after kind of my conversion experience, I actually went on to be a missionary with uh, Focus and Varsity Catholic for five years. And so I worked in and around some of the top female athletes in the country as a spiritual mentor. And over and over and over again, I just saw woundedness manifest in, in, in many ways. And that can be an eating disorder, that can be promiscuity, that can be depression, that can be this sense of self-hate. Whatever it was, you know, I, I kind of realized this common theme of a, a lack of understanding of, of who I am and what does it mean to be feminine, and so, you know, thereafter and after some some study of the theology of the body, I kind of felt like I found this this key, this reality, and it's what we've been talking about, about femininity. And I looked around and realized that there were a lot of Christian and Catholic athlete groups out there, but there was nothing specifically for women. And the, I mean, men have their own struggles within athletics, but the struggles of women are very unique. And because of, you know, everything we've kind of already been talking about, so... Yeah, I was praying one day. I actually went to this this forum called Given and I it was about kind of, you know, looking at your giftedness as as a woman and what you could offer the church. And I was praying one day and and the Lord just very clearly asked me, He said, I want you to start a nonprofit. And what was really beautiful about it is, you know. It's been really healing for me because it's been just a lesson in receptivity. First and foremost, we have to be receptive to the Lord. I mean, we look at Mary and it was her receptivity to the Lord, her fiat that she lived out her femininity, both at the Annunciation and then at Calvary. And so for me, it was, it's been this lesson in receptivity. I mean, the name fierce came in prayer. Oh, I love it! It's yeah, and so it's just been this this journey over the last couple of years. You know, yeah, a leap of faith. I went full time with it last summer, so it's been almost a year going full time, and um, it's been a big, big act of trust, but but a joy.
0: I love it. Okay, so this is a nonprofit. What does this nonprofit do?
1: Yeah, so the aim of Fierce is to promote true femininity within female athletics based on the teachings of the Catholic Church. And so the what, if you will, is, you know, we have a a social media presence. We just launched our podcast. We do Advent and Lent challenges coming up. I'm actually leading a soccer camp in Denver. And then a new initiative, which I'm super excited about, is we're doing... The fierce athlete physical and spiritual clinics. And so, you know, there's this out there. There's a lot of stigma around women and strength and conditioning and, you know, our bodies, but it's really necessary in order to perform better in sport. And it's something that I'm getting certified in and I, and I do a lot in order to become better. And so I realized that there's. There's not really a marriage between the physical and the spiritual out there. You know, we have retreats and then we have physical strength and conditioning training. And so, something we're doing in just a couple of weeks in DC is we're doing a two-day. It's our first ever two-day clinic, and it'll be for high school girls. And I'm going to give talks, you know, both days about identity and the body and femininity and how we we live that out. And then we're going to go out and we're going to train. We're going to do some strength and conditioning. We're going to do some agility work, some core work, and then we're going to have time for small groups and prayer and things like that. So that's a new initiative. I speak a lot. You know, I'm out in different high schools and colleges and and in different settings speaking on these topics. yeah, so that's kind of what we're doing now, and, and you know things are ever expanding, and there's all these different new initiatives beginning. but
0: I love it it's been a lot of now, fun. Yeah. if people want to get in touch with you or sign up for one of these these camps that you're running, where can they do that? How can they find out information?
1: Sure. Yeah, we have a website. It's fierceathlete.org. They can also follow us on, you know, any of the major social medias. It's it's usually I think most of our handles are just fierce athlete. So they can look there as well.
0: Okay. And we'll add that in the show notes. So don't worry if you if you're driving and, and you're and you can't get to it, don't try to write this down, just go to our show notes and we'll have the links for Sam for you can get in contact with her and you can get in contact with all the things that she's doing within Fierce Athlete. Okay. So, so Sam, let's talk about this. What does, you said fierce came to you in prayer. What does fierce mean?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I love the word, first of all, I love the word fierce
0: because It's intense,
1: you know, and, um, (laughs) you you know, I, I mentioned our lady before, you know, we often think of Mary as, and she is, she's the most tender woman that ever lived. And we can never divorce our fierceness from that, that motherly, gentle, tender side. I think a lot of athletes do that. They become too intense and too fierce, but Mary crushed the head of Satan. You know, she crushes the head of Satan. And so there is definitely this intense side to our lady.
0: Yeah, And so I just
1: love the word fierce. And I love to really design to reclaim that word. But it is also an acronym. And and these are kind of our pillars. And I would love, I'll just walk you through it really briefly. So the F stands for femininity, uh, which is what we've kind of been talking about. What does it mean to be feminine? I stands for identity. We have to start with our identity is not in what we do. It's primarily in the fact that we are daughters of God. E is embodiment. So talking about, you know, in sport, the body is the art form. Talking about the beauty of the body, but the fact that we can't idolize or worship our bodies, nor can we just reduce ourselves just to our bodies or our bodies being a tool. So we spend a lot of time talking about the body and embodiment. R is receptivity. So again, what we talked about, you know, the height of femininity being that receptivity. F-I-E-R-C. C C is Catholicism. So there's a reason, you know, I didn't include the Catholic Catholicism explicitly in the name. It's obviously a pillar because, you know, Leah, these truths are fundamental to what it means to be human. And so, you know, the truth we know comes from the Catholic faith, but every athlete, Whether they're a Catholic, Christian, you know, don't have any faith at all, need to be hearing these truths because they are, they are struggling. And then E is encounter, this idea that we have to take what we learn and then we bear forth life. Then we have to go out and, and encounter others. And when we work out, whether that's at a gym and we're just offering our workouts up and making a gift of self that way, or whether we're on a team, we have this opportunity to encounter others and to share these truths, to share our very selves, to share love with those around us.
0: I love it. I love it. I love how intentional you are in all the pieces of this nonprofit. This is fantastic, Sam. And I'm so happy that you're doing it, especially for athletes. There are a lot of amazing, awesome moms who listen to this, who have daughters who are athletes. So this is also another great thing because (laughs) I'm sure they see, even if their daughters don't quite yet, but the path that sports culture, as we talked about earlier, can take their girls and they don't want that. So I love that you are doing something to intercede before that happens or if it does and it's, and they're already, you know, infused deeply into the sports culture that they can have someplace and someone to talk to who's been there, who's done that and can speak some truth into their life. And also edify them and the beautiful gifts that God's given them in sports, as you mentioned. It's a gift that you have that you're so talented in that area. And there are some of us, like I'm raising my hand right now, who (laughs) just aren't. And I, you know, this podcast isn't about me, but I can just, I can add in this tidbit. But for me, I was talented in some different areas. I ran track. I was very good there. So that's one thing. But when it came to any type of sports with a ball, I just seemed to not be able to coordinate all of my limbs in the right time (laughs) that that ball would come at me. So um, softball, basketball, volleyball, I tried it all and I just seemed to not be able to really (laughs) get the hang of some things for me. And I always felt less than because of that. Mm. And I felt less than because I wasn't a girl who was very good in that area. And there was a tendency for me on the flip side of what you're talking about, because I wasn't good in some of these traditional sports and athletics, then what was the only other thing for me? Well, then I guess my worth is in maybe just being a girl and how I look. Hmm. And so then I went down the path of maybe focusing too much on the exterior because, well, I can't do anything, I'm not good in sports. So then maybe I'll just be the girl, you know, who focuses too much on herself and obviously going too far in either one of those directions is really unhealthy. And I paid the price quite deeply because of the choices that I made after that. But it's interesting because I do remember, especially in high school, for me within sports, it was something where I thought, well, I'm just, I'm not good. I'm clearly, I don't have a talent here. I'm trying hard, but I don't have the talent for some of these sports, like my other counterparts in in my high school, these other girls. And because I wasn't good, I ended up, you know, wrapping up my identity and not being good in that too. So regardless of where you're at on the spectrum of athletics and sports, what Sam can offer us and what Sam, what you're doing for our culture is so important, especially for us women, to speak to the truth of our femininity, of who we are, and to realize that that beautiful connection in body and soul, and that we need to take care of both. I just, I applaud you for what you're doing. It's absolutely fantastic. Thanks so much. Love it. Okay. Okay. So listen, I, before we wrap up, we're going to have all of the links again of everything that you can get in contact with Sam. You'll be able to have all that in the show notes. So we're going to make sure that you will walk with this podcast with resources of how to get in contact with Sam and so that you can pass them on, post them, share them, and make sure you follow her on Instagram. I love, Sam, I was looking on your Instagram today before talking to you. And I got so wrapped up into all these awesome challenges you do for Lent and I'm like where where was I? Why didn't I not know about this because this is awesome. I love what you're doing. It's so practical and it's very easy to follow. So make sure you follow Fierce Athlete definitely on Instagram because that's my favorite way to communicate through social media and then you want to check out her website. So before we do, I'm going to ask you to do a challenge here in just a minute. But before we do a challenge, I want to quickly just talk to my listeners here. Now you you may or may not know, we have started up a Patreon page to gain support for the podcast. So you can go and check that out. It's patreon.com slash Again, that will be in the show notes if you'd like to look at that. And we are, we want to do a few special things here. So I want to do a shout out to some of my new patrons, new patrons of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I love you. Thank you for supporting this podcast and making sure that we are able to stick with it and keep putting out amazing, great podcasts and having guests like Sam. Kelly, come on and be able to talk with us and share her heart and share such amazing resources. Because of your support, we're able to keep doing this. So, a shout out to some amazing, amazing ladies here Candace, Brianna, JC, Jennifer, Michaela, Nicole, Samantha, Sarah, Stephanie, Terry, and Tori. Y'all are amazing. I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. That's my shout outs for my patrons from the Do Something Beautiful podcast. If you would like to be a patron of the Do Something Beautiful podcast, help us do something beautiful together. There are some pretty neat, fun, exclusive things that you can grab. Just go ahead and check out in the show notes, patreon.com slash Leah Darrow, and you can become a patron too. Okay, Sam, getting back to you. I love ending. I love ending my podcast with a challenge for my listeners from our guest of something that you can give us to do, that we can kind of chew on, that we can take with us into this next week. So what is, what is a challenge you could give us?
1: Sure. Well, I'm an athlete, so I love a good challenge. So I'd say whether you are an athlete or you're somebody who likes to work out, or maybe you're somebody who needs to work out, one of my favorite ways to pray is actually through working out because everything that we do can be a prayer. But specifically within working out, there's a little bit of suffering involved. And so before every workout, I pick an intention and I offer it up. I offer my workout up for that intention. And it's not just a spiritual offering, like Christ's passion, like his offering was also his body. It was the fact he couldn't breathe. His muscles were cramping. And so it's a very physical and a spiritual offering. And so maybe before one workout this week, or if you need to work out, I'm going to challenge you to, to go for a walk or to go for a run. But before you start, bless yourself, pick an intention, pick somebody who's suffering, maybe needs your prayers or an intention that you have and offer your workout up for that person. And I think you'll also find it's it's a really good motivator when you want to quit, bring yourself back to that intention and it'll really refocus you.
0: I love it. I feel like that is so incredibly obvious to us Catholics that we should have been doing this a long time ago, but I also feel like this is the first time I've ever heard of that idea like why why have I not thought of that it is, right It's ridiculous, and I mean that it, i i love I love that challenge again, ah. Thank you, Jesus. I love my guests. Y'all are amazing, but this is such an amazing, good challenge. We all need to be, we need to take care of our physical health. We know the beautiful connection it does to our spiritual health. Again, as Sam mentioned earlier in the podcast, the fantastic and intertwined connection of body and soul. So take up Sam's challenge, pick an intention, offer it up for that, and then get moving so that you can get yourself moving for the Lord. Sam? You are a blessing to this world and you are a blessing to us and these listeners. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your heart with us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. So, so happy. Okay, now remember, you need to check out fierceathlete.org. All of the links will be in the show notes. And remember, remember my friends, whatever you do today, whatever it is, wherever you're at in your day, you could be listening to this. You could have been binge listening to podcast, and you might have heard this now five times, but figure it out figure something out, pick one thing. And whatever you do today, do something beautiful for God. Even if it is just offering yourself to the Lord in prayer and in some silence, that will make this world a little bit better. Make sure whatever you do today, do something beautiful for God. God love you, God bless, and we'll talk to you later.